The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. 3-2 pitch, swing and a high fly ball. Center field coming in is Rojas. He's calling. He has got it. Yeah. Lorenzen leaps into the arms of Real Muto. And the Phillies pile out of the dugout. In front of the mound, they celebrate a no-hitter tonight by Michael Lorenzen in his second start as a Philly. A no-hitter over the Washington Nationals, 7-0 tonight. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and Drake back with you Thursday morning, August 10. 23 days to kick off. Gavin Freeman jumping over guys yesterday. G-Freaky was the uh, nickname they gave him on uh, on the old <laughs> Twitter there. How yeah. do you feel about that? Uh, I don't love it. How do you feel about it? You're the voice. Is that something you're going to try and throw in there, or are you not a fan? I don't think... uh, I think it would be best for me not to comment on this subject. (laughs) Okay. I'm not a fan of... Nicknames that are, I shouldn't say it like that because I don't know that that's 100% true. You know what? G-Freaky, that was impressive. I'm going to leave it at that. That was impressive. I don't know that I understand it necessarily, but I think it is what he would like to be called. Is it? Okay. So, or at least somebody would like for him to be. Somebody's called. dubbed him that at least. As somebody, somebody has decided they would like for that to be his nickname. Hmm. And so I probably have, uh, I probably need to respect that. So okay. G freaky. All right. Fine. I mean, if he keeps jumping over guys, right? Yeah. He's fast. He catches. He, he's, he's, uh, uh, He's made some scintillating plays in a Sooner uniform in his brief time. Mm-hmm. And that one yesterday, I mean, it was freaky. Went right up over the guy. So That's right. G freaky. I would say, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I want to say something. But I'm not going to say You're anything. just going to, yeah, it's probably best. Probably, probably. probably. What's the nickname of the dude at TCU, by the way? Has he gotten one yet, the 455-pound guy? Oh, no, no, no. no. Did you see the 455-pound guy they got down there? I I did not. 455-pound streak. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to find a picture of it for you. The earth has to, like, literally move whenever he walks, doesn't it? Yep. 
I would think so. Um, uh, I can't. I can't fathom that there's that much mobility. Yeah, yeah freshman Breon Ramsey Brooks, 6'5", 455. So big, he has to have three names. Coming your way. Okay, I just texted it to you. Okay. And he, you're like, he can't be 455. And then you look at the picture and you go, yeah, no, he's 455. <laughs> My goodness. That is a large... Human being, I like. I find That's it hard. Three Gavin Freemans. Yeah. Yeah. No. Legit. Yeah. Legitimately, like Gavin Freeman's probably like what one eighty. I doubt he's that much. I'll look and see. Yeah. I mean, gee, now that's that's be freaky right there. Yeah. <laughs> that, the nickname fits that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, big freaky. I can't imagine Gavin wow. Freeman. Is that is a buck could 50, you, right? Uh, He's little. Yeah, that the one eighties. Uh, that's way too. What high. numbers, Gavin Freeman? Uh, okay, Gavin Freeman. Why can't I find him? What numbers, Gavin Freeman? Uh, I am pulling it up. He is eighty-two. Oh, okay. That's why so, I got there. I'm looking in the. Uh, okay, here we go. Gavin Freeman is listed at five eight one eighty one. You okay. nailed it. Oh, oh, how about that? Boy, he doesn't look that big. No, uh, he definitely okay. does not. But maybe, maybe that's maybe jump. he has added that much weight, and that's why everybody's so high on him. Well, he's yoked. I mean, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, he's, he's just, in great he's shape. He's just tiny. He's, he's just he's just tiny. So, uh, uh, what yeah, uh, that's, what's that's his a height? High percentage of muscle on that five what? eight. Okay, okay. First day of pads yesterday, by the way. Okay, um, let's talk a little realignment. It sounds like the ACC has hit the pause button on Cal and Stanford, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is being Stanford's advocate in the room. And Cal's. Notre- yeah, and Cal's, but mostly Stanford's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame, who is a member of the ACC and everything, except football, has a vote here, apparently. And they are advocating for Stanford, to which Florida State's guy said, when Notre Dame joins us in football, I will care about what Notre Dame has to say. Boy, Florida State's just gone rogue, haven't they? Oh, yeah. They are the bad boy of the ACC. That's right. So they're, they're still talking about Cal and Stanford, but... You know, they're not going to add any much, if any, money to the pie, which means everybody's going to have to water down the amount of money they're getting from their television deals. It'll get them to 16. There's some advantages to having Cal and Stanford, especially Stanford from a prestige standpoint, but there's also going to be more cost involved. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost them some money. They're not there yet. The ACC's not convinced that uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference needs two teams on the Pacific Coast yet. So roadblocks is the word that has been thrown out there uh, is what they've hit right now. So they're still talking about it. I did love how salty basically the entire ACC was that, like, you know, 
we're getting pu- these guys pushed on us by somebody that's not even a full member of our league. Yeah. Whatever, like, you want us to s- take this seriously, join our league completely, or right. shut up. Yep. Right. Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation when Notre Dame pipes in? It, it does make a little bit more sense as far as you, this You also being... got to be careful not to tick off Notre Dame. That's true. Because they got options. Uh, yeah. Uh, they There's a conference that is uh, the second best in the nation that's right in the middle of their uh, geographical territory. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, them joining the Big Ten would be a huge problem for the ACC. Um, yeah, it, it's, it does make a lot more sense as far as how it is that Cal and Sanford got into the conversation, though, if Notre Dame was so adamant about adding them. And... I'm sure if Notre Dame was like, yeah, Stanford, we want you to come to the ACC, and Stanford's like, well, we want Cal to come with us. So, right. which, And it makes it an even number still, too. Yeah, that's the other thing about it. So, But it's still wild to me that SMU, uh, it's like, we are so willing to come to your conference that we are willing to forego any TV contract and buy ourselves out of the AAC. That's how... Gung ho, how ready we are to be in your conference. And it's still like, mm, no. Like, how unappealing do you have to be as a university to, like, put all of those uh, things that you're willing to do to join a conference and it's still be like, mm, you know what? It's a no from us, actually. It's, it's just so far away. Yeah. I mean, Stanford is such an intriguing study in this. Because they are, I don't know, one of the top five most prestigious institutions in America. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say so. Definitely the most uh, prestigious west of Mississippi. Yeah, and we're talking academics, obviously. Yes, yeah, yeah. And and they play sports and have done so at a at times very high level, especially the decently high level sports. Especially the Olympic sports. Especially the Olympic sports. Baseball's been really good. Mm-hmm. Basketball and football have have peaked at times, but never consistently, you know, winning faster for championships. Been... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Elite. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's Stanford though, you know? Is yeah. this is this is creme de la creme type stuff. So there is a lot of appeal there, especially to university presidents, I would think who have their eye on the academic side of things as well. And it's a name that, that at least in some part, appeals to, you would think, television partners. But they're on an island, man. I mean, they're way, way, way out there right now, and they're they're with the Misfits, and... And there's probably a part of Stanford. I would imagine there's a part of Stanford that's like, man, we don't care if sports goes away. You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about the the alumni base. Yeah, the, the academia part Academia, of it. yes. Like, we don't need sports to give us our worth. We don't need sports athletics to uh, fund us. All that kind of stuff. If it goes away, it goes away. We're Stanford. Harvard's doing fine. You know what I mean? Like, we'll we'll still be 
one of the elite institutions in the world, whether or not we play basketball. So there's that side of it. I'm sorry, I had a fly went in front of my face, and I slapped at it, and I hit my microphone. <laughs> so uh, it's it's going to be really interesting to see where all that falls. Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State are just, I mean, they're just, Cal has desperately leached on to Stanford. And, and, and they're Cal Berkeley and they're prestigious and all that kind of stuff, too. But Which, they're I mean, probably more, their alumni base is more willing to just jump ship right. on sports altogether sure. than even Stanford sure. is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there, I'm sure there's a large percentage of both that are annoyed by athletics in the first place. And certainly when this comes along saying, you know, we don't care that much for our teams to compete in the Atlantic coast, but we shall see. I don't know. I don't know where the, uh, the decision makers fall, the athletic director, the university president, all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, Texas A&M has uh, discontinued the NIL operation in their 12th man fund. The IRS is sniffing around Drake and they've said, all right, we're just going to quit how we're doing it anyway. I'm sure they're not getting out of the NIL game. I know they're not, but they are discontinuing it as they were currently doing it. So this is a little bit embarrassing for Texas A&M. The foundation that supports Texas A&M athletics announced Wednesday, it is closing the branch set up for donors to support endorsement deals for Aggie athletes. An effort that has pushed the boundaries of how closely a school's traditional fundraising and booster groups could get involved in paying players. The 12th Man Foundation said it will engage in name, image, and likeness activities with Aggies athletes using, quote, unrestricted donations, but it noted external advisors recommended shutting down the 12th Man Fund, which had been launched in February. The foundation cited a June memo from the Internal Revenue Service that said nonprofit collectives that were created primarily to pay players are likely not exempt from taxes, meaning donations would likely not be tax deductible. Um, so they're going to have to figure something else out down there in Aggie Land. Which, that's not a huge surprise, at least to me, because it no. wasn't too long ago that the IRS made it to where a donation to a university athletic department was no longer tax deductible either. Correct. So I don't know why people would have been under the assumption like, oh, this is just money that I can donate and it's going to be tax exempt and I'm making my football team better, possibly. Yeah, I agree with you. Not a surprise. Uh, uh, and and they're still going to figure out a way to do NIL as um... – it's just going to have to exist under a different name or a different umbrella or in a different way. But a little bit of a uh, uh, egg-on-the-face scenario here for Texas A&M, which I think we all enjoy, right, Drake? Absolutely. I mean, we, we got plenty to, of eggs. We got plenty of eggs. Might as well put one on the face Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 718 in the morning. The countdown about 15 minutes away. We hit number 12 today. We'll be back. Some say it's TJ's fault, but the name of the show is the T-Row in the Morning Show. So who's really to blame? You know? Hour two of the T-Row in the Morning Show rolls on. This hour is brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing, a great company in the Norman, Oklahoma, 
uh, Norman, Oklahoma area. Uh, BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. They're serving all of the Oklahoma City metro area, all the way out to Shawnee, to Yukon, down to Purcell. Give them a call, 405-473-8028, for a free estimate and inspection today. They are Angie's List Super Service Award winner four times at Black Thunder Roofing. They are your one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor for all of their storm damage needs. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line, T-Row. Mm-hmm. First one out of the 405 says, oh, TJ, please come back. Listen, nobody is more excited about the return of TJ Perry than myself, okay? So don't try to be that person on the text line acting like you're is more this, excited than me. So this person has a problem with you? Uh, apparently. That or they really love T.J. Perry. Well, we all really love T.J. Perry. Mm, most days. Yeah. Yeah, most, most days. Most days. All right. Well, uh, it sounds like you've got a hater out there. Hater's yeah, that's hate, right. You know, haters Hey, hate. uh, what was the quote from uh, Hard Knocks last night? If you don't have haters, you ain't balling or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Out of the 405 party pooper comment of the day, if people would stop worrying so much about where they get drunk, maybe they would enjoy slash remember the games more. I always have to tell my friends that drink what actually happened in the game. Oh, that is a party pooper comment right there. Tailgating location is important to people. Mm-hmm. So let's get it where they want it, and let's get it as good as possible. No excuses, right? Let's remove the excuses of uh, what's been standing in the way, quote-unquote, of having a great tailgate experience at OU. Yeah. And get them where they want. Yeah. Get them where they want to be. Sooner Steven says Trammell confirmed he was leaving with Traber yesterday. Okay. Oh, that that's There's a lot of people interested in. This yeah, story. Uh, but apparently the billboard. <laughs> we have another text that says that the billboard actually said Barry Trammell is a sellout. Is all the billboard said? So yikes, yikes. All right, I'm going to be with him here in a couple of days, so we'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, out of the nine one eight, Drake just fumbling the ball like crazy today. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's training camp still, luckily for me. Focus is a little off, but we got 23 days to get him locked That's right. in. That's right. We've got lots of things to get me reengaged. So, um, next up on the Kipmeyer Chevrolet text line, morning, buddy. Hey, I'm party. really proud of the countdown so far. Also, very good advertising. These are some judges across Oklahoma, even listening to the countdown. Have a good day. Thank you, Carter. I don't know that we can continue to allow yourself to double advertise with your text message call-ins. <laughs> uh, out of the 918, isn't the tailgating thing about having more places to tailgate and not where to tailgate? I think it's a little bit of both, right? It's a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, people say that there's a limited space and they don't love the space that they're given. I mean, really a conversation that we need an expert to speak on, but all I hear about is uh, the whole let us tailgate on Lindsay again. So I think it is definitely about location. Um, 
somebody yeah. that's even but selling again i'm completely unqualified to comment on this because i'm not a tailgater yeah i just know that people get really angry about it it's very important to people even like some of the text messages we've gotten this morning you can tell this is a sore subject a passionate subject for some people and polarizing for other people too that are like quit complaining yeah, annoying to some, mm-hmm. passionately important to others. So I'm not in any sort of a position to let you know what the right answer is. I'm not out in the middle of it. I just hope we can get it where people want it, and I hope it's a it's a great environment this year and certainly when we go into the SEC. I don't know that I'm not convinced that even if we open it where everybody wants it, that it will mean there will be no more complaining about tailgating. I don't think that's ever going to go away, Drake, Oh, because we are human beings. People love – the only thing that they – I don't know if there's anything that people love more than, than having something to complain about. I promise you if we go to every school in the SEC, this magical land of perfect tailgating, that – on an annual basis, the fans are complaining about tailgating. Some aspect of it that they wish the university would do different or better or change or whatever the case may be. I promise you, in Alabama, in Ole Miss, in Georgia, at Tennessee, that there is some sort of a controversy about tailgating. So I don't think we are the only school that fights this battle. So, uh... I hope they get it right. It sounds like there's some changes coming. It sounds like there's some changes that the fans are going to like, and I hope they do, and I hope it's great and perfect and uh, exciting and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and it sounds like the university is taking a lot of this feedback that fans have given them over the last few years and taking it very seriously, too, and yeah. wanting to get it right. So, Of course. Yeah, they want to try to make the fans happy. And they also, and Most importantly, Brent Venables has been a kind of a – yeah, tip of the spear on this. Yeah. He wants to create as intimidating and exciting of an atmosphere as possible, and this is part of it. All I've said is if it was me, I don't know that I would care if I'm on that street or that street. All I am – look at me, Drake. What kind of food are you serving? <laughs> That's what I would care about. The, the question would not be uh, – That's for me – it would not matter the location as much as what you what kind of food are we eating. Yeah. And is there a TV there that I can watch some other games? But, again, I'm the last person that should be giving an opinion on this. Kenneth Wire Chevrolet text line, G-Freaky does not sound like a football nickname, just saying. Okay. Uh, this goes back to the uh, Breon Ramsey Brooks conversation. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Parker said that this kid can absolutely move uh, for 455 pounds. Um, well, compared to what? Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, is he saying literally he can move, uh, surprisingly, uh, based on his weight, his size? I mean, it's remarkable. Yeah. It's remarkable that he's playing football at that weight. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see him, and, and I hope he's healthy. Dude has his own zip code, is what Oklahoma Jed says. Yeah, that's a good nickname right there, zip code. Yeah. Oh, that. That's yeah, a good I nickname. actually love that one. 
Um, T. Rowe, as a baseball purist, have you ever seen a play like the play in the Royal Sox game where the ball gets stuck in the line? Yeah, did you see this last night? I, I did. No, I've never seen it. I don't know that it's ever happened, has it? I don't think so. The baseball went through the light yeah. at uh, Fenway Park, Literally right? Literally knocked out the light, yeah, the bulb. Fenway Park, the, the scoreboard in, in left field. Or I guess the housing for the bulb. I don't know that actually. Correct, correct. Yeah, the, through the housing for the bulb. Uh, there's like a the red dot that lights up. I don't know if it was the balls and strikes counter or whatever it is. I think but it was outs. It, I think it was outs as well. Outs, they said. okay. So it's got a red, there's a light bulb, and on the outside of it is a red casing, and it lights up obviously red. The ball in the air went through it. It's glass, apparently, not some sort of plastic out there. On the fly, went through the light and stuck in the light. No, I've never seen anything like it. That was amazing. Ground rule double. That's right. Uh, I am a proponent of an out-of-town scoreboard. One of the complaints I would have about Great American Ballpark where I was this weekend is they kind of had a, on on the ribbon board, they would rotate out-of-town scores. I love an out-of-town scoreboard. So you prefer just a stationary to where it shows all of them? or I want to see them all at once, all the time. I know know one ballpark that has them all up there, baby. Wrigley Field's fantastic out-of-town scoreboard. There, There are several of them. Uh, where was where were we? We were at a college stadium that had an out of town scoreboard. I've never seen one in a college stadium, and I sent a picture of it to our people last year. I'll have to think. I think it would be awesome in the renovations at Mitchell Park if some way we incorporated an out of town scoreboard, which you know just kept all the other SEC scores mm-hmm. constantly up at all time. Uh, it's such a cool thing, I think. I saw Roy Hobbs do that once, is what somebody <laughs> says on the text line. Absolutely. In the natural. Yeah. Uh, Stanford, this is out of the 405. Stanford average is less than 30,000 a game. Less than 30,000 a game in football, it says. Yep. They don't care a lot about their sports on the West Coast. Uh, Camo, One more. Camo Sooner out of the 580 says, if you have too many eggs, just make a couple of casseroles. All right. There you go. Yeah. There's your cooking suggestion yeah. for today. Trey. It's not a bad today. Break time. When we come back, the countdown hits number 12 on this Thursday morning. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. How do I say goodbye to us? They have great identity. They're national brands. You found somebody, haven't you? You wanted a boss. Say it. Oklahoma State's not going to change what you do because Oklahoma chose to go to the SEC. They need to change what they do because they're the ones that made their mind up to go to the SEC. What is this? What's happening? What Robert is trying to say is that we are getting a divorce. Do this? No. No. I got to say, I could have called this one. No. Yeah. Is it our fault? Is it because we were bad? Please don't cry like that. Please don't. All Oklahoma had to do was not go to the SEC. So it is what it is. And in Oklahoma's case, 
I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride. Financially, it's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, bottom line, we carried the league financially. Uh, us in Texas with TV money and whatnot. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. It's time for one last countdown and a final ride with the Big 12. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it sucked. We kicking this somebody. Uh, we kicking this thing off. Here we go. Live. From the Palace in Piedmont, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by Carter Jennings Law. Now, with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Thank you, TJ. Countdown time. Here we go, folks. Second half of the countdown starts today. We're going all the way to number 12. So let's remind you of the first half so far. Uh, You ready to roll, Drake? Let's do it. Okay, 25 was... Let's see, we've had one, two, three, four Big 12 teams on the countdown so far. The first was Texas Tech at 25. 24. South Carolina will be on Owen Field next year. They open this year with North Carolina in Charlotte. Gamecocks at 24. 23. Tar Heels at 23. Drake May, can he put them in contention for the ACC this season? 22. Texas A&M, we've talked about them a little bit today with the NIL situation. Looking for a turnaround year. Jimbo Fisher's got the heat on him down in College Station. 21. The Fighting Hogs of Arkansas came in at 21. K.J. Jefferson, big K.J. Jefferson. Back to lead the Razorback attack this year. 20. Mark Stoops in Kentucky. You know they'll play solid defense. Can they get a little more production on offense this year? They're at 20. 19. Ole Miss at 19, led by running back Quinshawn Judkins. Spencer Sanders hoping to dethrone Jackson Dart at quarterback. 18. Texas came in at 18. Quinn Ewers at QB this year. Texas gets Bama in week two. TCU at, I'm sorry, at 17. That's on me. That's my bad. TCU at 17. Frogs open with Dion and Colorado in Fort Worth. Scoop Morris now their QB. 16, Drake. Michael Penix Jr., maybe a dark horse Heisman contender this year. He leads Washington. They are our 16th-ranked team. This week now at 15. Back to the Big 12. Kansas State came in at 15. The defending conference champions. Will Howard back at QB for them, but no Deuce Vaughn. 14. Oregon is headed to the Big 10, but not yet. 
They're going to make a run at the big at the Pac-12 title this year with Bo Nix under center. They were at 14, and yesterday at 13. Oh, Rudy ran onto the field for us yesterday. Notre Dame came in at 13. They picked up Sam Hartman out of the transfer portal. Maybe the biggest single pickup of any team this year. The Wake Forest quarterback now will lead the Irish attack, which brings us to today. The number 12-ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... That's the fight song that echoes throughout Happy Valley, Pennsylvania. The Penn State Nittany Lions come in at number 12. Coming off a very good year. Penn State went 11-2 last year. Penn State won the Rose Bowl. Pretty handily defeating that Utah team last year that twice beat USC. And they won their last five games. The only two games that the Nittany Lions lost last year were to Ohio State and Michigan. It is the fifth time in nine years under James Franklin that Penn State has been swept by Ohio State and Michigan, and that very much is going to be the question again this year. Let's talk personnel, though, first. 14 returning starters back from that team that went 11-2. New quarterback, though, Drew Aller will take over at quarterback he's played a little bit he's promising he's a five-star they're excited about him but not a ton of experience they do have uh experience though at running back in fact they're very good nicholas singleton and katron allen last year as true freshmen really revitalized the penn state running game they rushed combined for almost 2,000 yards and 22 touchdowns They've got a veteran offensive line. Somewhat surprisingly got back Olu Fashanu, a likely first-round pick this year. He's their left tackle. Experienced and talented and big up front. Very good at running back. New quarterback, but he's talented. The big question for them on offense is a receiver. Who are they going to throw the ball to? And frankly, this has been an ongoing question for Penn State. They have struggled in the receiving core with rare exceptions here and there for the James Franklin era. They had a couple of stars pop up along the way, but for the most part, this has been an ongoing issue for them. Keandre Lambert-Smith may be the most likely to step up and be the go-to guy. He had a big 88-yard touchdown in the Rose Bowl last year. They got Dante Cephas from Kent State in the transfer portal. They got Malik McLean from Florida State in the transfer portal. But they're going to have to throw the ball better. They can't entirely lean on that running game. But there's a lot to like offensively. There's a lot to like defensively as well. Might have been the best defense in the Big Ten last year. And they've got playmakers at every level back. Manny Diaz now running the, the defense for them. Don't let that scare you away necessarily, although maybe it does. Linebacker Abdul Carter, breakout year last year as a true freshman. Six and a half sacks, ten and a half tackles for loss. Curtis Jacobs alongside him at linebacker, uh, very good as well. Um, He thought about going to the NFL draft but returned, so they are set at linebacker. Formidable secondary 
Kalen King at one corner, Johnny Dixon at the other. Kalen King led the Big 12 in passes defended last year. They've got some good defensive ends in Isaac and Robinson. Defensive tackle's a bit of a question mark, but linebacker, secondary, defensive end, all look really good. I mean, it's a solid team. Across the board, Penn State looks good. I guess anytime you got a new quarterback, that's reason for trepidation, but he's played some. He's not entirely an unknown. And he's got such a good running game to lean on that I think it's really going to help out. I like this Penn State team. Now, and the schedule's friendly. They do have uh, West Virginia in the opener. That'll be interesting. We get to see the Mountaineers right away in Happy Valley, but West Virginia is supposed to be really down this year. I don't think Penn State will have any problem with them. Delaware after that, at Illinois, Iowa. Iowa game is in Happy Valley, at Northwestern. Then UMass, I mean, I see no reason why Penn State's not 6-0. and Unless Iowa upsets them in Happy Valley. I see no reason why Penn State's not 6-0 and going into the Ohio State game on October 21st. That game is in the horseshoe. After that, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan. They get Michigan in Happy Valley. Rutgers and Michigan State. It's a two-game schedule. I mean, barring an upset, it's a two-game schedule, like it is most years for Penn State. At Ohio State on October 21st, Michigan, the defending Big Ten champs, at home on November 11th. Drake, they won 11 games last year. I think they're winning at least 10 this year. They might pick off one of those games, probably the Michigan game more likely than winning at Ohio State. But even if they don't, 10-2 and two, with the possibility of picking one of those off and being 11-1, and one, this is a solid, solid pin. I'm not a big James Franklin guy, but they went 11 and 2 last year, and they have a lot of big pieces back from that team. I like them. Penn State at 12, too high, too low, or just straight. Well, uh, first off, the top 25 countdown brought to you by Carter Jennings Law Firm. Go to carterjenningslaw.com if you've made a mistake in your life and you need a criminal defense attorney. Go to carterjenningslaw.com or call 405. 405- Six five nine seventy two twenty one. I I think it's so. I was fully prepared to say that you were you had them too low on your countdown until you invoked the name Manny Diaz as defensive <laughs> coordinator, and that is what pushes me over the edge of saying they that is pretty, just pretty right. good last year. Yeah, they were really good last year. But if there's a guy that is a defensive coordinator, I have zero faith in. Mm-hmm. Out there, it aside from Alex Grinch, it is Manny Diaz. Um, I think that this is a really talented team, though. As you said, quarterback position, it's a little bit of a question mark. Wide receiver, I mean, every OU fan seemingly wanted Dante Cephas out of the yep. transfer portal uh, just a few months ago. So I feel like that's probably going to be a good pickup for them offensively. They've got two guys on the Doak Walker watch list. Uh, the defense is just absolutely stacked, like you said. I like them a lot. The question, the determining factor on whether or not this is too low is whether or not they can seal one of those two games against Michigan and Ohio State, and that's something right. that James Franklin has yet to prove. So 
that being considered and the fact that Manny Diaz is in this uh, situation uh, tells me it's just right. All right. Penn State at 12. Coming up at the top of the hour, Steve Jones, longtime outstanding play-by-play voice of the Nittany Lions, joins us live to talk more Penn State football. Penn State at 12. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Welcome back. Final segment of the T-Row in the Morning Show, Hour 2 on this Thursday. This hour is brought to you by the great people of Black Thunder Roofing, located locally in the Norman and Edmond areas. Give them a call at 405-473-8028 or visit blackthunderroofing.com to schedule an estimate and inspection Today, those are free, by the way, and it's from a company that is an Angie's List Super Service Award winner four times now. They're your one-stop shop for customers out there looking for one contractor for all of their storm damage needs. Knuppelmeyer Chevrolet text line real quick before we hit the top of the hour, T-Row. Uh, first, Sugar Shane in Newcastle says, if I can't have a crawfish boil... On the 50-yard line, then no one can tailgate where they want. <laughs> okay. My gosh. All right. uh, out of the 405, I think we need to focus on serious issues like, what song are we playing going into the fourth quarter? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. Got to figure that one out. Uh, out of the 918, haters going to hate. I miss TJ also, but you're doing fine, Drake. <laughs> 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 Just keep on. Thanks for the. You know the, what? You're doing. Fine. You're doing. You're doing. You're doing fine. fine. You're doing okay. Fine. You're doing. You're doing fine. Top of the hour. When we come back, Penn State in the spotlight. Steve Jones, Nittany Lion play-by-play voice, joins us to talk about our 12th ranked 12th ranked team. We'll be back. From the gridiron to the hardwood to the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans. KREF, Norman, Oklahoma. And streaming live on the KREF app. 